All right, we finally had a little pullback in Bitcoin. And if you're thinking of buying this dip, be very, very careful. I'm going to show you now why I think that this was a pullback. It wasn't even a correction. It was just a pullback. It was actually just a liquidation hunt. And you can see it was actually quite a big liquidation hunt. It uh, liquidated about $400 million in the last 24 hours. But if the date is right, this may not be the end of the correction. So you need to just pay attention and look at the data that I'm going to show you today and then make a decision whether you think this is the end of the correction or the beginning of, of the correction. The one good thing about this correction or a few good things about the correction is, the first good thing about this correction is that it reset the RSI. So if you look at the RSIs, the RSIs are now looking a little bit more healthy. They were looking very, very, very unhealthy last week. Then the other uh, uh, big big thing about this correction is it may have showed us exactly which tokens are going to lead the next pump. So it was there were good things that came out of the correction because now the RSIs are reset and we know which tokens may lead the next pump. And I'm going to show you which tokens are going to lead the next pump. And I'm going to show you why. And then guess what? I'm also going to show you when exactly we're going to get the next pump. I found a metric over the weekend. Here's the metric over here. This metric over here tells us exactly when we're going to get the next pump. So I back tested it all weekend. I now know that the, that the metric actually works and it's going to tell us exactly which when the market's going to pump and exactly which chains are going to pump when the market pumps. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So big, big, big show today. We've got a lot, a lot, a lot to get through today. Let's go, guys. Come on, you knew this dip was coming. You knew this dip was coming. You knew that everybody was euphoric. You knew that people were going crazy. You saw the funding rates getting really, really high. You knew this dip was going to come. Question is, is this the beginning of the dip or the end of the dip? That's the big question. And if ever there was going to be volatility, it's going to be this week because this is one of the biggest weeks that we've had in crypto. We've got one of these like crazy, crazy, crazy weeks, specifically when it comes to macro. So one of these weeks where we've got CPI, uh, let's quickly look at what, what we have this week. So today there's nothing except this amazing show. Then you've got CPI on Tuesday, tomorrow. Then uh, let's quickly, quickly just look at what we're expecting for CPI. Forecast for CPI, 3.1%. So we've got to look at 3.1%. Then we've got PPI, which is the producer price index on Wednesday. Uh, let's see what they're expecting for Wednesday. They are expecting, same as last time, 0.1%. And then... Wednesday, we have the FOMC meeting, the last FOMC meeting of the year with Powell uh, announcing interest rate hikes or decreases or, or whatever he's going to uh, uh, discuss. I guess he's probably going to discuss nothing because it looks like there's going to be no interest rate increase. So, so that is uh, the week that we have ahead of us. If ever there was going to be volatility, it is going to be this week. But we've got to talk about Today, we're going to talk about this crypto dump and whether it's the beginning of a much, much, much bigger crypto dump or whether this is it. That's it. We had like a 20, not even 24 hours, like a seven hour correction. And now it's rock and roll all the way to the sky, all the way to the moon. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So listen, if you are not already subscribed to this channel, please don't subscribe. No, I'm being serious. If you're not a DGEN, don't subscribe. If you are a DGEN, obviously subscribe. But I see very recently, we've got a lot of people subscribing to our channel who are not DGENs. I have to warn you guys, this is not the place for you guys. We are a bunch 
of DGENs trading shit coins and making a shitload of cash. It's not a channel that's for everyone. So what I suggest is that if you're not a DGEN, if you can't handle high adrenaline, if you can't handle life-changing money, if you can't handle crazy returns, if you can't handle making $100,000 like we made last week on Jito and stuff like that, do not subscribe to this channel. If you can handle it and you want to be part of the fam and you want to make life-changing money, then you know the rules here. Subscribe subscribe, go crazy in the comments, and then keep obliterating the like button because the more you obliterate the like button, the more excited it gets me. The more excited I get, the more alpha I give it. The more alpha I give it, the more money you make. The more money you make, the quicker you can change your wife. That's what you got to do. James, I can't see the like. So just like, can you make the, my view a bit bigger just so I can see how many people are, 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 are active here? Okay, so if you're here, I'm assuming you're a degen. Um, I'm assuming that you can handle high alpha calls. I'm assuming that you want to make life-changing money. I'm assuming that you're going to smash the like button. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it's all about. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Remember, later in the show today, I've got the three boxes over here. Box three, two, one. I have no idea what's in the boxes. I have zero idea what's in the boxes. Um, we're going to choose a winner today. Um, you have to have a Bybit account open with a crypto banter link and you have to have $100 in your account. If you do, we'll call up your name. In the meantime, you need to decide which box is going to be opened. Um, can you tell David to send me the updated spreadsheet because I don't have the updated spreadsheet. Just tell him to drop it for me on WhatsApp. Alrighty, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show because everyone's worried about this pullback. You can't really call, I mean, you can call this a pullback, but please, whatever happens, do not call this a correction. Do not, do not call this a correction. Do not call this a crash. Do not call this anything like that. Just call this exactly what it is. It is a pullback. It is not even a healthy pullback. It is just a pullback. You can see that we went uh, on Bitcoin from 44,800 and we went down a hole. No, we didn't go down. Okay, we, we went down 10% at one point. This was very simply a leverage flush out. In a nutshell, what happened was People were getting so confident, so euphoric about this market, so confident that this market could only go up, that all they were doing was taking leverage. So you can see on Bitcoin, this white line over here, we did not have this level of leverage since FTX. You see, that, that there is before the FTX collapse. So we did not have that level of, of leverage since the FTX collapse and before that, since before Luna. So as you can see over here, the last time we had that kind of leverage was Luna and the FTX collapse. And we got that leverage again. And the reason why we got that leverage again was because this market can only go up. We know this market can only go up because of the ETF. And everybody, everybody, everybody is super confident about that. And that's exactly what's going on. We got a leverage flush out. All, this, all that happened was smart traders dumped the price of Bitcoin. And I'm not going to say who I think it is, or maybe I will at the end of the show. But people flushed, uh, flushed out the leverage. And what you can see is we had a leverage liquidation. We've only had, it was the second biggest leverage liquidation this year. The last one was on the 17th of August. Then we had another, I mean, the time before that, that we had such a big leverage liquidation was actually the FTX leverage liquidation. So all this was, was $400 million of leverage getting wiped out in a matter of five minutes. That's all this leverage liquidation was. This was not the correction. This was not the crash. We're going to talk about the crash and the correction that may be upcoming in a few seconds. This was not it. This was just like, like a little like jab. Where, pff, it took leverage. Watch this. Pff, gone. Okay. This was not, this was just a leverage reset. And I'm embarrassed to say that even after this, 
this is not really a leverage reset because if you look at the leverage on all coins that are not Bitcoin, we were at the highest levels since November, since December 2021. That's how confident you guys were of the leverage. We are now down, but even with this level, we are at the levels of March to May 2022. That's before the lunar collapse. So you can see, you can see exactly where we are over here. You can see exactly where we are over here. The leverage is still high. We didn't manage to wipe out enough leverage to get a complete leverage reset. So just a little bit, a little bit of a leverage reset. Now, you could see that we were overheated. You could see that we were overheated on-chain, and you could see that we were overheated off-chain. So if you look on-chain, you can see that the funding rates were absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Some people, to take leverage, were paying as much as 30% annualized to take leverage. On, I mean, on, on XRP, you're paying 31% on OKX to take out an XRP long, 40% a year to take a Doge long, 75% a year to take a Link long. This was the level of leverage in the market. So from an on-chain point of view, the level of leverage was very, very, very high. From an off-chain point of view, so from an on-chain point of view, leverage was high. You can see it over here. Look here. You can see it here at the Bitcoin chart. Here, leverage was too high. You can see it on the old coins. Here, I showed you, the, I showed you all the old coins. The leverage was too high. And you can see it in the funding rates. Off-chain, when I say off-chain, it's more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is uh, uh, more emotional, less quantitative, more, more emotional data. But what you can see is, I posted this on Saturday and I said, look guys, I woke up on Saturday morning, I took a look at Twitter. Everyone was euphoric. Everyone was very rich after the Gito airdrop. Everything, everything, everything was going up. Everyone was posting screenshots of their gains and everyone was right. No one was calling this market wrong except Kappa. That's it. That's, it, it was, uh, James, it was, it was only Kappa. Kappa was the only one who wasn't right. And I kind of looked at this and I said, is it me or is anyone else actually worried about this? And 24 hours later, we get a, we get a correction. You need to be able to identify these things in the market. I'll show you, I'll show you some of the other things that I, that I started seeing. So everyone is calling for a pullback. The, uh, um, this, is, this is tweets. Everyone is calling for a, a pullback or 48,000, then a pullback. What if we just send it straight to an all-time all high? Expect what no one expects. Yeah, bro, you keep drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? Um, another one, Bitcoin well and truly going parabolic now has all the characteristics of wave three underway. Enjoy the ride and don't overtrade. Okay, great. Yeah, we, we hear you. Um, this, one, this, was, this was the one that closed me. Don't ever give up yourself. Merry fucking Christmas. Trading Lord buys himself a Ferrari. Yeah, you're telling me that this market is not frothy? Well, you can see that already. After a seven-hour correction, not even seven hours after the correction, we now have the funding back at, you could say, reasonable levels. I won't say it's fully reset. Um, and you can see that basically what this market is doing is this market is just shaking out the leverage hands. So in the long term, as Willie Wu says, the price will be driven by the fundamentals and by the adoption. In the short term, though, it's all about hunting for liquidations. Let the leverage go up, hunt for the liquidations, smash the leverage down. Let the leverage go up, hunt for the liquidations, smash the leverage go down. Now, look, I know the popular opinion right now is that you can't call the market down because if you call the market down, then, 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 then you must be a bear. You must be completely crazy to call the market down while everyone's calling the market up. The reality is we have to have a sober view about this and we have to say, look, the reality is the leverage is still quite high. 
it's not it's not frothy, 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 but the leverage is still quite high. Still, even after this leverage flush, we are at levels not seen on leverage since before the lunar collapse. Is that a market that you want to be jumping into? I don't know if that's a market that I want to be jumping into. It's a market that I want to be very, very, very level-headed. Also, I think that, as I said before, you cannot call this a correction. You can call it a pullback. And you can call it like a tiny, tiny, a tiny, tiny, tiny pullback. But it's not a correction. The correction may or may not come. In fact, no, the correction will definitely come. And it may or may not come before the ETF. I don't know if it's going to come before the ETF. Uh, Rec Capital says that history suggests that the Bitcoin pre-halving top may be very close, but new all-time highs await some 200 days after the halving. So generally, when we tap on that line, we could actually get uh, a little bit of a problem. We're definitely going to get this correction. The correction is definitely going to come, and it's going to be a 20%, maybe 30% correction. What we saw now wasn't that correction. This was just a liquidation, and it was just a, a, a liquidation pullback. That's all it was. That's all it was. The reality, though, is that right now it's hard to imagine the market actually going back and the market actually uh, having a real pullback. It's, it's, it's very difficult to imagine. And the reason is because we are now powered by the ETF. Right now, like, imagine like a magnet holding the market up. No matter what, what's pulling the market down, the biggest magnet that is pulling the market up is the ETF. And we're starting to get amazing, amazing, amazing signs that this ETF may actually be a lot closer than we think. In fact, probably, you know, if you, if you think about it from a, from a calendar point of view, today's the 11th of December, which means that we have exactly one month or less than one month from now until the ETF must be approved. So the, the, the SEC has one month left or just less than one month. And you can see that they're starting to take all the steps that are needed to be taken for them to launch an ETF. The first step is they've updated their website. Look at this, investor.gov. There's a crypto asset tab in the middle of the middle of the page, a crypto asset tab educating people about crypto assets. Now, remember, this is what the SEC does before they launch a new product, before they approve a new product. They say, look, we did our bit. You know, we, we warned investors about how risky they were. The next thing that's happened, I don't, I don't think people realize just how big a step this is. But Google, who have had a... Uh, a ban on crypto advertising for months now. They've had it for, for years now. I think 2017, they put this ban in. They basically said, look, you cannot advertise a crypto product on Google. End of story. No, no, uh, uh, um, uh, no, no exceptions, right? Now, if you look at what's going on here, they have updated their cryptocurrency and related product section. And they're saying, look, in January 2024, Google will update the cryptocurrencies and related product policy to clarify the scope requirements for the, for the advertisement of cryptocurrency coin trusts. Beginning January 2024, advertisers offering cryptocurrency coin trust targeting the United States may advertise those products and services when they meet the following criteria. Certified by Google. What do they mean by coin trusts? Any chance that they mean ETFs? Any chance that Google's now realizing, look, that the ETF is almost inevitable and they want to capitalize on their market, on the advertising market, because they know that when the ETF is actually approved, you know what's going to happen when the ETF is approved? All the ETF providers, because they're going to approve all the ETFs at once, all the ETF providers are going to go wild to try and advertise their ETFs, BlackRock, 
uh, Grayscale. Grayscale already advertising a lot, just not, not on Google. Uh, uh, Arc. There's going to be like a battle to get people to invest in Bitcoin. That's what's going to happen. And Google doesn't want to miss out on, on that advertising revenue. Also, we know that Google is actually an extension of BlackRock, which is actually an extension of the U.S. government. We know that Google is actually a puppet for the, for the, for the government. We, we know that. Come on. You've been on the channel long enough to know that Google is a derivative of the U.S. government. What the U.S. government says is allowed goes on Google. What the U.S. government says is not allowed is not allowed on Google. You know this. I don't have to tell you this. So right now, when we see that Google all of a sudden is allowing cryptocurrency advertising specifically around Cointrust, what is that telling you? It's telling you that the ETF is coming closer than you think. It's in January because they're going to allow advertising in January. A lot of people don't understand the effects of this advertising because now you're going to have huge multi-million dollar corporations allowed to advertise cryptocurrencies again on Google which they haven't been allowed to do since 2017, which means more people hear about crypto projects, crypto exchanges, crypto trust, more advertising equals more money flowing in, more money flowing in equals more people to buy our bags, more people to buy our bags means more money, more money means more everything. So, so, so that is what's going on here. Sorry, I'm getting excited because the likes are going up and that, that gets my heart rate up. So it says uh, adoption, adoption, exactly. Google ads is going to support crypto ads from 29th Jan, late to the party, Google, late to the party. The following is allowed to publish on Google. Promotion of blockchain-based games involving NFTs is allowed to be published on Google. Hardware wallets, crypto exchanges, not allowed. ICO ads, crypto trade signal, and NFT staking ads. Okay, so good. Which class, which, which sector is going to get a pump? Scarecrow, which sector is going to get a pump? Crypto games. Crypto games to the moon because they're allowed to advertise on 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 uh, uh, Twitter, um, the other thing that we got pulling us up, pulling us up. Remember, I said to you, there's the magnets. The magnet, the biggest magnet is the the ETF. The second biggest magnet, this one over here. Chinese stocks got dumped this morning. What did China? And that's what actually what what triggered our dump. If you look at the how the charts line up, as the Chinese stocks dumped this morning, so did our market dump. But then the Chinese government wants to fix that. So what they're doing? They are putting more liquidity into the market. Printing more money. Stimulus. We are in the beginning, beginning of a new altcoin super cycle because the liquidity cycle is changing. Even though the US is trying their hardest to slow down the liquidity, they can't keep up with what the rest of the world are doing. So we're in a new liquidity cycle. And that is going to push the markets up. And that could push the markets up into all-time highs. And I want to talk about this for two seconds before we actually get into altcoins. We are expecting a bull market. We're expecting... A big bull market. But a lot of us are expecting what we call diminishing marginal returns. Now, that means that every cycle, effectively, the returns of Bitcoin get less and less because the asset gets older and older. So let, let me quickly show you an example. So let's go into the one-month charts, probably the best chart to look at it. No, how can you look at a chart that starts in 2018? That's not allowed. Let's go. Let's get into the one-month chart over here. One month, bang. Okay, now look. What you'll see here is that if you go all the way back, every cycle brings lower returns into Bitcoin. So the first cycle, you could say, gave Bitcoin 55,000% returns. The second cycle, go from here, gave Bitcoin 12,000% returns. And the third cycle obviously gave us less returns. So we can go from here to here. Gave us 2,000% returns. So 55,000, 30,000, and 2,165. Now, now, a lot of people are saying that the next cycle is going to be less 
So it's not going to give us a 20x on Bitcoin. It's going to give us like, I don't know, maybe a 10x. I think that maybe because of this ETF magnet and the global liquidity magnet, this may actually fall over. And we could get a scenario where because there is a halving, a rebound in global liquidity and an ETF all happening in the same cycle and the ETF being the biggest one, this law of diminishing returns every cycle may actually get destroyed this cycle. And we can actually have a much, 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 much bigger pump, uh, a Bitcoin pump than we actually think. It can happen. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying we have to keep, we have to be prepared for all options. We have to be prepared for, 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 for all the options. Okay. So that's, that's the, the situation. So that's where we're at. Let's go and talk about this correction because a few good things actually came out of this correction. Specifically, what came out of this correction, a few, a few really good things. First thing is the RSIs are now reduced. Okay, but it's not all RSIs. Like if I, if I look at the RSI on the one week, all in the red. RSIs, remember guys, RSIs, relative strength indicator. These are the, to tell you whether the market's overbought or oversold. On the one week, all the tokens are still overbought by a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But if you go into the four hour, the shorter time frame, you can see they still, they, they've come into, to, uh, come, come down into the week, but not into the oversold section. So one of the good things is that we, can see that the RSIs are getting uh, uh, corrected. The second good thing that we can see is we see it in the bubbles. So what are we seeing here in the bubbles? We're seeing a sea of red, but amongst the sea of red, we are actually seeing some green. So look at the, look, just look at this picture because this picture is giving you a lot of clues about which tokens you should be in right now and which tokens you should not be in right now. And I'm going to show you in a second why, okay? I'm going to show you in a second why you can see that there has been a sea of red. He has the whole sea of red. But inside the sea of red, there are a couple of things and none of them are coincidental. Maybe a few of them are coincidental. But you see, Immutable X pumping. Beam, where's Beam? Beam pumping. AVAX pumping. Injective pumping. Optimism pumping. Bonk pumping. If you look at all the rest, all the rest are down. Why? What is this telling you? This is showing you something incredible. This is showing you something that you need to pay a lot of attention to. It is showing you which tokens are going to recover the quickest. So you watch how, what you do here, you go to banter bubbles. When the correction happens, when the correction happens, click on the one hour chart. Okay, we, we missed it now, but click on the one hour chart and see which bubbles are going green first. Okay, but now because we missed it, let's go on to the... the we can actually let's do something else. Let's add a 12 hour filter. So, okay. I don't know if we can do a 12 hour on this one. Okay. We can't do a 12 hour filter. So if Josh, Josh, tell Josh to add us a 12 hour filter. So we can see that, that certain tokens recovered and these tokens, what the market here is telling us is the market is telling us exactly which tokens are going to recover and which tokens are not going to recover the quickest. And I'm going to show you why, which tokens are recovering and why. So that is what we're going to be digging into in the next few seconds. But just before that, I want to remind you, this is very important, very, very important. So if you want to win a Bitcoin, you can win a Bitcoin by just predicting the Bitcoin price at, on the 1st of the 1st, 2024 at 0001. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up now, the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because a lot of people have made a lot of predictions. Look how, just look how many predictions people have made. 
I mean, it's, look, look at the, the number of predictions. The thing is, when these people made the predictions, it was a long time ago. Now, if you make a prediction now, you've got an advantage because there's only 20 days to go and you can, you can make as many predictions as you want until Christmas. All you need to do to win the Bitcoin, all you need to do is you need to sign up using any crypto banter link, come to, to, to Banter Bubbles, make your prediction, make your prediction, and once you've made your prediction, then um, uh, uh, you could win a Bitcoin on the first of the first 2020, um, 2024. So, and remember, if you don't have a, uh, an exchange account, sign up with the exchange account here. There's multiple exchange accounts here. Um, you can see multiple exchange accounts here. Um, and you can get a bonus. You can get like a $30,000 bonus here. You get an $8,000 bonus. If you're in the US, go to CoinW. If you're in the UK, go to BitGet, go to OKX. The chances of winning a Bitcoin now are so high because we're getting so close and you get five chances to win. You get five chances to actually win. Also, if you are in the US and you are looking for an exchange to trade on, and I know most of the exchanges have actually blocked you, but you do want to make life-changing money. We do have a new exchange partner. It's called Bitflex. They do allow, I mean, okay, so they do allow um, uh, 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 Americans to trade. They've got all the most amazing tokens. They've got a very cool UI. So if you want Bitflex, Americans, you can trade. No KYC, n none of that. Um, you can do that. At, and and you, remember, you didn't hear it here. You, you didn't hear that, that over here. Anyway, let's go back to the order of the day, which is the altcoins. So I said to you that the market is, is basically telling us a story. The market is basically giving us amazing, amazing, amazing clues. What are the clues? The clues are which tokens are going to recover. And later on, I'm going to show you that the market is also going to show us exactly when there's going to be another pump. So which tokens are going to recover? Injective, AVAX, Immutable X. So gaming, Immutable X, Beam, Immutable X, Bonk, Meme coin Solana, Injective flying through the roof. I think Injective new local high, $22.80. Um, Optimism and Celestia. Celestia, very, very, very important that you, you look at Celestia. What didn't recover as fast? So Solana didn't recover as fast as we wanted it to recover. FTT obviously didn't recover as fast as we wanted to recover. I'm very short there because there's no reason for anyone to be holding that token. It's just a game for us. We just make money. We just keep shorting it. Cashing out the shorts. It's the same as that UST, USDT. Keep to, I keep making money on that, on that trading pair. I've, just look here. I consistently have orders open to short USTs. If, if I'm ever asleep and UST hits 5.5 cents, I automatically open a short. I, I, and I leave these orders in because I know it's just like free. Oh, um, someone's asking about Canadian exchanges. Bro, Bitflex Canada doesn't ask you where you're at. You can go and you can go and you can do whatever you want there. Um, okay, so um, I do believe that there's going to be a massive, massive, massive altcoin rally, but the market is giving us clues as to which tokens you should be buying. You should be buying the tokens that are green now because they are showing relative strength against Bitcoin. The market is basically telling you if we get a pullback, the the money is going to come back first into Injective, Immutable X, Beam, Bonk, Avalanche. Why? Because that is where the bees are going. I've made you a beautiful list. I've made you a beautiful list. Here is a beautiful list of all the tokens that are out, that are bouncing well against Bitcoin. Okay, here's a beautiful list of. This is not all. This is most or some. Um, I wonder why that why not all the all the tokens are in there. I think we had a we had a much 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 bigger list that should have been added in here. I'll make your list. I'll drop your list. As Rutu Fire says, he says, I pay close attention 
to which coins retrace the entire dip or most of it. Those are the ones with the, with the relative strength. Who are they? Celestia, Injective, Solana kind of, Invest, uh, AVAX, and Immutable X. What's going on here? Right now, the Bs have shifted. They, initially, they were at Solana. They spent a lot of time at Solana. Then, once they've, they sucked all, the, all, the, all the, the pollen out of Solana, they moved, and you can see that they're moving right now. They moved to AVAX. So right now, the ecosystem that is the best where the Bs are is, is AVAX. And that's why if we go to AVAX today, let's quickly, quickly open an AVAX chart. You can hear the Bs. The Bs are everywhere. The bees are absolutely everywhere. They're sucking the, the, the pollen. Okay, so look at AVAX. I was actually going to take a position in AVAX today. The reason why I didn't, there's two reasons why I didn't. One is I can't buy a token that's done 329% or 330% in one and a half months. I just, I don't know. I have a fundamental issue with, 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 with doing that. But I am looking for an entry as a trade not as an investment. AVAX is not part of my long, long, long-term portfolio, although it could be. It could be. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying right now it's not part of my portfolio. As a trade, AVAX is, is great. And what you can see is that it is the new shiny object right now. And all the, the, the metrics that we were using on Solana a few weeks ago, we're now using on Avalanche. So remember, we said total DEX volume on Solana went up like, uh, it went up to like seven, I don't remember the, the numbers. Um, you can see that, the, the volume on Radium and Trader Joe, which are the, the two uh, uh, DEXs, one on, 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 on AVAX and one on Solana. I hold positions in both, just for the record. Um, you can see that they're both uh, recovering kind of equally because now the Bs are moving all the way to AVAX. And so now you're going to start seeing a lot of these AVAX ecosystem tokens pump. Like you're going to see a lot of them. Specifically, 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 keep and exactly be prepared, be prepared, especially the gaming token. So AVAX has this gaming narrative playing for it, which is why I want to put some in my portfolio. I'm, I'm just not going to put any in my portfolio because I can't buy a 300% pump. But the reality is that all the metrics are looking very, very, very good for AVAX at the moment. Not as good for Solana. So Solana kind of had its, you know, the bees were there, sucked out all the pollen. Now they, they want to go and find other pollen. There's lots of places they can find pollen. One of them is, is, um, is AVAX. By the way, if you, if you do want to know about the AVAX ecosystem, here's a tweet from Emperor Osmo. You can go and follow him. Shows you all the, the Uniswap of Avalanche, the Bank of Avalanche, the Convex, the CDFI, all of these. So you can go and play with these if you are a big fan of the AVAX ecosystem. I like AVAX. Uh, tomorrow, I will break down AVAX for you and tell you whether or not we should actually be buying more of this and why. Um, the other one is Cardano. So we had, we, had, we had a huge pump of Cardano, but, but just look at what happened after the dump. So here's, so here's AVAX. You can see AVAX pumped back quickly. And you can see here that Cardano dumped, but didn't actually pump back, didn't recover very quickly. The reason why Cardano didn't recover back very quickly is because from a fundamentals point of view, there are not as many dApps on Cardano as everything else. I know the Cardano uh, ecosystem will disagree with me and say, how can you say we don't have a lending protocol? We, don't, we have, no, 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 guys, I'm watching TVL. I'm watching usage on chain and I'm not seeing Cardano pump. I also saw Charles this weekend saying that Bitcoin, that 
Bitcoin needs crypto, but crypto doesn't need Bitcoin. This is, I mean, this is what I heard. You tell me what, what you make of this. Bitcoin needs the industry to survive. It sure as hell needs the exchanges and all the other infrastructure because it's not self-sufficient in that dimension. Uh, but the industry doesn't need Bitcoin anymore to survive. It's nice to have a digital asset like Bitcoin that has that reputation and its digital gold. But remember, at the end of the day, it's a token with a deflationary monetary policy. And so at any given moment, another digital gold can form. And if it has good science behind it, it will be just as secure, if not more so. You know, that's why we spent in a science-based approach with Cardano seven years designing a proof-of-stake protocol. Okay, so that, you know, is, that, is what Charles said, that is what Charles said about Bitcoin. I mean, again, that's what he said. I, I'm not going to comment about it. Me and Charles have already had too many run-ins. So I'm not going to comment about it. What I do ask want to show you is where else the money is flowing. So money is flowing into AVEX. Money's flowing into Cosmos, the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Big, big, big narrative. We've spoken about this a lot. Um, uh, here is the whole ecosystem, Atom, Osmo, uh, Injective, Celestia, etc., etc. So money is flowing back into Cosmos. That, that's another one where money was flowing back into, especially Injective. Remember, Injective is a chain built using the Cosmos uh, uh, software developer kit. And you can see that a lot of money is starting to flow into Injective as the ecosystem around Injective starts getting built. So as more and more and more of the ecosystem starts getting built under Injective, more money is flowing into Injective. And that is why I still think Injective is, is one of the safer bets. That's why it's, it's actually in our, in our portfolio. So uh, Injective is another one. The other thing about Injective, and this is a very important thing, is they're starting to tease airdrops. So they're saying, just dropping in to say Injective is the fastest and cheapest L1 chain out there, Right. So you can see that they're starting to tease airdrops. Now, they're teasing airdrops. Celestia is teasing airdrops. So you, you can stake your... Inje in, so with, with Injective, all, with, I mean, unlike the other airdrops, all you need to do is stake your Injective tokens to actually get airdrops. So you can get airdrops by using protocols, but just by staking Injective, you get the airdrops. Same thing with Kujira so, and Celestia. So you can stake Celestia and you can get uh, airdrops. Same thing with... Um, with Kujira, you stake your Kujira and you actually get airdrops. And someone's saying um, uh, NSTK airdrop is now worth one quarter of the amount of Kujira you had when it was staked. So it's like you got just by staking those tokens in these amazing ecosystems, you're getting these amazing, amazing, amazing airdrops. So now I want to talk a little bit about these airdrops because I think these airdrops are not only making crypto millionaires. We spoke about that on Friday, but also... They are giving us signs of when we are going to get the biggest, biggest, biggest pumps in crypto. And I want to show you what I mean. I've actually broken it down for you. So what do we know? We know that these airdrops have come and they've made more millionaires than any other industry in the world. I want to show you how, just how powerful this is. Uh, Jito and Pith have added 1.2 billion of, of, of airdrop money, of, of stimulus money to crypto. So you can kind of imagine airdrops as crypto stimulus. Except it's not printed by government. It's printed by these protocols that actually add value to society, unlike the government, right? Government destroys value. Crypto airdrops actually add value because they're building amazing new protocols. And so what you're getting is you're getting these airdrops being dropped on, um, on, on us. Now, Jito has created more wealth for users than entire countries did last year. So you, these are four countries. Okay, granted, they're not very big countries, but Marshall Islands is one of them, Mic Micronesia, Kiribati. If you're from Kiribati or Marshall Islands or Tuvula, 
Tuvala, Tuvala. Let, let us know because, yeah, just let us know because um, I'm, I'm interested to know if we've got any, any viewers in Tuvula, in Tuvala. Uh, I, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, someone says, why not explain how Jito is overvalued? I did say I sold my Jito. I sold all of them. Uh, I, I sold all my Jito. The reason why I sold it is I just think that at 3.2 billion, there's probably better uses for, for the money. I believe in Jito. I think the protocol is amazing. But what do I know about these airdrops? Number one, number one, that they create stimulus into the market. And we ran an, an analysis here at Banter. And it says, look, the market was just plodding along sideways until the blur airdrop. When the blur airdrop, which was only $185 million, only, it was $185 million, that pushed the entire Bitcoin price up by 18.68%. Then we ran it again and we said, okay, look, let's look at the Arbitrum airdrop. The Arbitrum airdrop, which was a billion dollar airdrop, pushed the market up 17.56%. Then we had the Pith airdrop. And the Pith airdrop, coupled with the Jito airdrop, pushed the market up 23.59%. So what do we know? We know that when there are big airdrops, the Bitcoin price is actually going to go up. That gives us like a thing. So if you know that there's an airdrop coming up, you can almost rest assured that the market is going to pump on that airdrop. What else do we know? So we know that you almost think about this like global liquidity. Bitcoin is like the global liquidity chart. So let's look at total three. We then looked at total three and we said, let's look at what happened on Blur airdrop, Arbitrum airdrop, Pith airdrop. And you can see that every time that these airdrops came, they pushed up the prices. Then I went to see the chain that the airdrop was actually on. So Blur was on Ethereum and you can say uh, Arbitrum was on Ethereum too. Th those both went up 20%. Ethereum went up 20% when that airdrop landed on, on the ETHing. Solana went up 52% since the Pith airdrop and 29% since the Jito airdrop. So we're learning that these airdrops actually can tell us when the market and when the chain is going to pump. So what do we do? We create a list of airdrops that are coming up. We wait for the airdrops to, to almost be dropped. When the airdrops almost be dropped, we buy the chain and we buy Bitcoin because we know the market's going to go up. Simple. It's like, think of airdrops like government stimulus. It's like dropping stimulus on the holders of the, of, of the, of the chain. And that drives the, the, the markets up. So what did I do? As usual, I made you guys a spreadsheet. And I looked for protocols where there's going to be a lot of airdrops. So you've got lots of airdrops on, on, on Injective coming up. Black Panther, Talus, Helix App, Neptune, Ninja Blaze, Aeroscraper, all of these airdrops. Injective is going to continue to go up. Cosmos, couple of, of airdrops. This is the Atom token. Kujira, they keep having airdrops and there's two airdrops coming up. Solana, there's a whole lot of airdrops coming up. Based on this, think about this as countries. Do you want to be in a country that gives airdrops or in a country that doesn't give airdrops? That's what you have to decide. Here is a list for you. Here is the list for you right here. Um, of, the, of, the to of, of, of the airdrops that are coming up. You can go and farm those airdrops, stake, and you can now see which chains are going to go up and when they're going to go up. So that's what I wanted to show you. Um, I've already said yes. We have a big week this week. That they, they're talking about uh, um, interest rate cuts at the beginning of, this guy's called the, the Fed whisperer, Nick Timaris, and he says that we're going to maybe get, because there's a danger that, that Powell and his colleagues are, react, are blamed for reacting too slowly to address surging inflation. Two years ago, they will wait too long to lower rates to ensure inflation is fully extinguished, the mistake that could curb economic growth causing a recession, and so he may, they may not get caught out. So that, that's what actually might happen. 
All right, before we talk more about altcoins, and I do want to spend a few minutes talking about altcoins, let's get into the order of the day today. The order of the day today is we have to choose a winner in the Bybit competition. James, which box is it that uh, people that people selected? Oh, have, have they not have they not voted yet? Oh, okay, they were supposed to vote. All right, so tomorrow what we'll do tomorrow we'll do two draws. If you haven't got um, if you haven't got a, a a crypto banter account, there is a link below to Bybit. Uh, here it is. Just I'll show you where Come it is. It. So you go here, you open an account, or if you've already got an account on Bybit with our referral link then make sure that you um that you uh um that you have a that you put money a hundred dollars in your account we will then select tomorrow two winners and then whatever's in the box well let's just, just for fun let's just see what they could have won today tomorrow we'll select two boxes because they were supposed to select a box okay so if they would have won box three they would have got fifteen hundred dollars remember someone's going to win a hundred thousand dollars before the end of the year someone's going to win a hundred thousand dollars before the end of the year okay someone would have won a box of pilchards, very salty fish, very, very, very salty fish, and someone could have won a drone, very cool drone. So it wasn't $100,000 today, but we will do it again, we will, we will do it again tomorrow. Um, also, 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 just a quick reminder that one of our partners, which is um, Data Ownership Protocol, so Data Ownership Protocol is a privacy protocol that allows you to send transactions without them being seen on the blockchain, um, their testnet is now up. If you want to go and, and, and um, go and check it out, go to dop.org. I, I suggest that you go and check this out. I suggest that you go and check this out um, because it allows you to do transactions that are completely secretive and they don't even show up on, on the blockchain explorer, which is, which is absolutely amazing. Then tomorrow, no, it won't be tomorrow. It'll be on Wednesday. I'm going to show you a protocol that is going to do an airdrop and it's like kind of like a banter exclusive. No one else knows about this. No one else knows about this. Let's quickly take a look at the market one last time before we go. Let's look at the at the hourly. Let's quickly just refresh. Here I am on the daily. Bang. Uh, on the hourly. Look, it looks like the market is still continuing to come down. Bitcoin now is at at 41.851. I've said to you, I don't believe this correction is over. I know Sheldon believes that it is. I think we still have a little bit of a way down to go. I don't think it's going to be up only from here. I said, be careful. If you're buying now, you're not really buying bargains. Wait for the bargains. We've got a long bull run ahead of us. We've got 500 days, 600 days left. Let's rather, let's rather, um, let's rather wait and buy bargains than get destroyed at this part. So listen, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Or actually, no, I'll see you later tonight on Banter Plus. I'm interviewing the Altcoin Daily Brothers. I'll see you there. Until then, trade well, my friends.